Blog Talk Radio.
that you say, let your light shine, and God is going to do what he has to do as our Lord and Savior. So um, with all of the introductions that I have given you all, I would like to present to most of you all, introduce to all of you all, the man and woman of God that God has has partnered me up with, how could I say, love, partnered me up with a couple that has years of marriage, years of experience. They are parents together. They They have risen children, not just in the natural but in the spiritual realm. They are very, very wise. And they are a couple that don't just show us how to be parents for our children, but show us and teaches us how they live the life of being parents before their children. Because I'm going to say it, in my culture and in other cultures, but I'm going to speak for my culture, we don't see a lot of mom and dad time. Mm. With love on it, with love in it, and where they have put a demand of putting respect of love on the relationship. So with that being said, I'm going to check to see if they're on the line. Saron and Mother Tony, are you all on the line tonight? Okay, I'm going to wait for them to um, come on the line. But while we're waiting for that, we are just so excited to know that God didn't give us anything but examples. God didn't give us anything but knowledge. God didn't give us anything but what we need. Hey, Shabbat, thank you for tuning in. Now, I know a lot of us say, well, um, I don't know if she's uh, there talking about me, but you know what? Whatever come out the man or woman of God's mouth on tonight, please take it in. Um, okay, Tony says they're on the line, but... Um, I don't have you all on mute or anything, so I'm going to ask Apostle Lex to open up the line so that you all can come through so that we can um, hear what the Lord has to say to us on tonight. But like I was saying, if anything that's said tonight, take it to the Lord in prayer. Or you can even talk out loud to God because... One thing I do know is that God is not a God that he should lie. If he said it, he will do it. And if he do it, it will be done good, and it will be done well. So make sure that when you go to him, you talk to him. And you talk to him with an honest and open heart. Because one thing I do know, God loves his people and God loves to bless his people. So with that being said, you all, 
know that God is good and know that God is able, willing to, and wanting to be a blessing to us and our family. There's nothing that God can't do. There's nothing that God don't allow to happen. So when we find ourselves in a place, all God is trying to do is get our attention. Hmm. That's it. He don't want you to just hear him when you're asking him to answer your prayers. But do you know that God is communicating to you because he wants to know that you hear him when he's talking to you? Uh, be, be not offended about the word of God, not at his correction. That's, that's it. That's it, Lance. A lot of times we have to come to the conclusion, you know, that we may have prayed for something years ago, and God may just be answering it now. Let me check to see. Elder Ron, Mother Margot, I'm sorry, Margot. Mother Tony, are you on the line? God, we're going to ask you to open up the lines right now, God. Whatever blockage is trying to keep the man and woman of God from ministering on tonight, God, we ask you to put an end to that contract. We ask you to cancel that contract. God, we just ask you to open up the line so that the man and woman of God can hear and be heard on tonight and not be caught off guard and not have us not able to listen to what they're saying or have for us today, say on tonight. Mother Tony says, we are on the line. I'm not talking, but you cannot hear me. No, I um, Apostle Elect, are you able to open up Mother Tony's line because I'm not able to hear her? Uh, she could hear us, but I'm not able to hear her. So we're going to just um, keep talking because... <laughs> I know the words say to train up a child in the way that they should go, that when they get old, they won't depart from it. Some of us are the children that were trained up. I know I'm one. And no matter how you try to slip away, dip away, slide away, walk away, you all will run away. Hmm. God is married to the backslide. So even when you try to find yourself in a place, at some point in time, you come to yourself and say, God, forgive me. Now, we ain't going to say if I knew not what I did. <clears throat> to tell the truth, we knew what we did, what we was doing, and a lot of us wanted to do it, and we did it wholeheartedly. So we did it with a goal. We did it with a purpose. We did it on purpose. And... We think that we have all day, but we don't know how long our day is. Uh, it says, what is it, a thousand years, a day with God? I hope I got it right. You know, so you you have to look at it. You don't know how long your day is. You know, I look at the news where the auntie Lied to the police and said the baby fell in the water. But honestly, the video from Navy Pier in Chicago shows she pushed the baby, threw the baby in the water, three-year-old baby. So we don't know the mindsets of people. We don't know how 
long we have, but whatever tie we have, we better be trying to get that right with the Lord. Whatever tie we have, we better make sure we're about God's assignment. We could be here today, gone tomorrow. We could be here right now and gone a little later. You know, so for those that can, I'm not sure what to do. Um, Tony, uh, if you want to call in to, I don't know, the regular blog talk line, and hopefully we can uh, put you through that way. Um, I know I don't want to say call on my cell phone because if you do, it'll block out my uh, Facebook Live. We won't be able to hear or view it on Facebook. But if you could call on the regular blog talker, 310-861-2354. Let me see if I could put that on the screen. Blog talk. I don't know what's going on. It's anytime a man or woman of God that's ministered on Facebook or blog talk. Yeah, or um, I can, let me see if I can, uh, Margot said to send you, see if I can do an invite for you to join me on Facebook and uh, maybe you can uh, pull Ron in. So I sent you an invite to join me on Facebook. So hopefully you'll get that. Um, I'm just, like I said, every time we have a man or woman of God that's ministered on Smile 3E, Iron Sharpening Iron, blog talk or Facebook Live, the enemy gets involved and try to cancel the message, block the message, keep the message from getting out because there's something that somebody needs. I saw a person on here, and I know for a fact the word tonight because every time someone hears the word, Okay, here's Mother Tony. Trying to bring her. Trying to, you know, the word is not to hurt you. The word is to help you. The word is not to hinder you. The word is to help you. The word is not to break you. The word is to build you. So you have to, um, I don't know why I won't. Send me an invite. Okay. Here you go, Addie. 
like Sister Eddie tried to block the word, but I demand God's word. Hey, Mother Tony, how are you? I am well, I am well. I said every time that a powerful word comes on, the enemy try to get involved. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, now I don't know, now I am in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Ron is in Dallas, so I don't know how to get him included. Can it be three people on this um, way? I could try, and, and or he could talk. If you have him on three-way call, we could see if he could talk uh, through there. But I'm saying if I could send Ron a invitation. Are you sending it to his um you're texting it to him, or are you sending it to him? Through Facebook. Through Facebook. Mm-hmm. Well, we see. He's not as Facebook literate, neither am I, too much. <laughs> so, I'm sorry, y'all. I'm looking. We're, we're all here together, and um, <laughs> all I know is that, uh, like I say, he could try to, uh, he's on the phone with you. He could talk through the audio. But he's not on the phone because it, it blocks out the Facebook. You can't. Right. That's what I said. Yeah. You can't do both. No. Yeah, not, not unless you got a landline and you talk on a landline. Oh, right. No. So. Yeah. I'm in the hotel room on this phone. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Well, I and I can't call him through my cell because if it do, it's going to block it out. Uh, right. That's it, Margo. Tell her, yes, she do. Yes, she do, Margo. <laughs> you can see right now, they look at you now, they can say, yeah, they family. And they, like, they got their glasses on. Normally, they can look at our hat and say, yeah, they family. <laughs> uh, so, I'm three-way on with Carmita. Tell Sylvia to unmute. Oh, unmute Carmita. Okay. Um, I don't know Carmita's number, so... It's not me muting her. Apostle Leck has the um, oh, control uh, of the phone lines. That's why we always say we need the right. phone number to know what number to unmute. Yeah. So, and that's yeah. why I sent you those numbers yesterday. So I, you sent, would know I, I sent it in. I sent it in to her. So, but uh, yeah. tell, if Carmita can hear, tell her to text you her number. I oh. won't. I won't be able okay. to do nothing because I'm on live. So right. If she texts uh, it to me, oh, um, I can. Geez, I think maybe. If you text it to me, I can, still can't text it over to Cecilia. It has Ooh, to go over to. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you, hello, Ron. Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you, Ron. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm three ways through Carmita. Okay, so. <laughs> The, the, uh, thank God, Tony, he's three ways through Carmita. So uh, Apostle was listening. <laughs> so it is in your hands and Tony's hands. Uh, we're gonna, me and Tony's going to be on Facebook while you're on audio ride, and we're going to go from there, and we're just going to let God have his way and let you all be a blessing to me as well as our listening and viewing audience. Okay. <laughs> well, now, praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much, Minister Sylvia. And Good evening, my darling bride. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for, uh, for being our intercessor, uh, intercessor uh, Carmia. Yeah. We appreciate it very much. 
And we're going to get started. We're going to open with the word of prayer. Um, Amen. Minister Sylvia has already explained how the devil is at work. And we're going to show how God is at work. That's it. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the technology. We thank you for the ability of communicate and to overcome miscommunication, O oh Lord, and the uh, evil spirit to try to spread, O oh Lord. We do have a word tonight, your word, and we want to make sure that it is distributed to all those who are listening. Thank you, O oh Lord, for blessing us with this platform for your word. We ask and we give thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, Tell me what you got for us tonight. Well, we wanted to, uh, we started last month talking about conflict resolution. And uh, we looked at it in the light of uh, what was going on with David and uh, Abigail and Nabal and how that really plays out this idea that conflict has a cycle. And it has different ways that it can be dealt with. But God always has a solution. And many times when we talked about conflict, we talked about it from uh, the perspective of Ken Sandy, who was probably one of the most renowned um, instructors in the Christian world that talks about conflict resolution. Now, we don't talk about it a whole lot. You know, I don't know if we just lack conflict. Or we just don't know how to deal with it. So part of what we've been trying to do is just to educate the body of Christ so we know that there are, there's answers to our problems. And so we looked at it through, uh, we're looking at three aspects of conflict resolution, and we started uh, to talk about one aspect of that was uh, people's response is to escape. And so we talked about escape. I'm not going to go through all this. It's our time. Is, uh, is short. And so we talked about escape, and then we talked about one other response to a conflict resolution is uh, attack, where people will attack. So they will uh, try to strong arm the situation or uh, deal, deal with it in, in, the, in a way of controlling it. But those are, those are the two most, I would say, uh, life responses that we, we talk a lot about or we see. But one of the responses, the, the other response that I want to talk about tonight, and this is our second part, is that the third response to conflict is is be a peacemaker, to have a peacemaker's response. Mm-hmm. And that's the response that God really is commanding us to do as his children, is to uh, for us to be empowered through the gospel, being able to use his word, to uh, defeat the enemy that we've been talking about tonight and that um, it it is a way to really find a just and mutual way to agree on how to solve a conflict. And so God has already put that in. You know, Jesus Christ came and as he taught, he talked about what peacemakers were going to benefit from that. And so the very first response in the peacemaker's response, uh, Ken Sanders refers to the peace uh, as being a personal peacemaker. That that means that we go and we carry it out 
worked with that individual and that uh, private uh, privately. But before that, Ron, are you there? Can you bring us? Uh, yes. I'm sorry. You want to uh, talk about conflict and resolution and consequences? Well, what I want to do is relate again the story to you of Nabal, David, and Abigail, because this is representative of those three areas of conflict response. And we want to look at this, and Tony's going to bring us uh, some more information about that, about the peacemaker role in that. During the time when David was still on the run from the wrath of Saul, he found refuge in the wilderness in the land of Piran. In Piran, he lived, uh, there lived a very wealthy man named Nabal, who named means foolish. Nabal was married to a godly woman named Abigail. During his stay in the desert, David and his men graciously provided protection to Nabal and his property at their own risk. One day, in accordance with Near East tradition, David's men made a modest request for simple provisions in return. Nabal's rude and indignant response moved David to respond impulsively and unwisely as he commanded his men to pick up their swords and pay Nabal a less than friendly visit. He gave the order to kill all the men in Nabal's household. One of Nabal's servants quickly went to Abigail and appraised her of her husband's foolishness and the trouble he was about to incur. Abigail recognized the stubbornness of her husband and the seriousness of the situation at once gathered food and supplies and met David and his men along the road, risking her own life to all servants and on for her husband. She reminded David that God is faithful and urged him to return mercy for evil. David responded with a trained of heart and pronounced blessings upon Abigail, whose courage saved him from acting foolishly and reminded him that the Lord is in control and will bring his justice in his own time. When Abigail returned to her house, Nabal was enjoying a king's feast for himself, and Nabal kept and Abigail kept silence regarding uh, her near brush with death. In the morning, when Nabal was uh, sober, Abigail told her husband everything. Upon hearing these things, Nabal's heart failed him, and ten days later, he died. This brave and godly woman would become David's wife. Her wisdom and godly character would make her a queen suitable for God's chosen one. In this simple episode, we see that Abigail asked, uh, risked her life to stand between her husband and the coming judgment of his sin. Her actions brought a temporary reprieve for Nabal, an opportunity to turn from his foolish behavior. Tragically, Nabal remained selfish and unrepentant and was openly judged by God for his pride and irreverence. Abigail, on the other hand, became, because of her humble faith in God and heart for his honor, 
would have the privilege of becoming the bride of the king. Jesus now stands between us and the judgment of God. He offers himself as a sacrifice of our sin and pride and gives us the opportunity to turn our hearts towards God with humility and reverence. The Bible reminds us that God is in control and his justice will prevail if we turn towards him and receive Jesus as our Savior. His beautiful bride when Jesus returns. Which of the responses to conflict did Abigail give us? Tony? So Abigail really, her response was peacemaker. She put her own safety above everything to go in and intercede on behalf of her of her household. And so when we talk about that, she really used the uh, the personal peacemaker approach because she went to quickly. She went to David. Another peacemaker's response is to overlook an offense. 
He said, wait a minute, but they done stepped on my toes and talked about me and my mama and everybody, and I'm just supposed to not say anything? Many of our disputes are sometimes insignificant, y'all, and that we should really resolve them by quiet and deliberately overlooking that offense. Now, when I say overlooking an offense, let me make sure that I can give you some parameters for that. Because I'm just not saying, I'm just going to, I'm just not, I'm just not going to deal with it. I want you to know that when you overlook an offense, it is a form of forgiveness. And it involves a deliberate decision not to talk about it, not to dwell on it. Not to let it grow and part the bitterness in your heart or anger. It is to let it go, to trust God with it. I can hear people saying, wait a minute now, sister, what you talking about? I'm talking about that's when the Holy Spirit comes in. It is not something that we can really do on our own. Matthew 6 and 14 through 16 tells us when Jesus is teaching, he says, for if we forgive men their trespasses, now wait, look, look, look at the result. Your heavenly father will also forgive you. So it's a mm-hmm. cause and effect. Mm-hmm. But if you do not forgive Man, their trespass. Neither will the Father forgive your trespass. So now I want you to think about it. you're in a conflict with somebody, and your response honestly is to say, "I'm gonna, I am going to forgive this. I'm, I'm gonna walk away. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna even give it any power in my life. I'm gonna forgive and." I'm going to say that you necessarily don't have to forget, but you don't get to hold on to it and let it set up bitterness in your heart. It is so important that we learn that conflict is God is using conflict and Satan is using conflict. Satan is trying to get us to respond out of our own person, out of our own individual um place of power where we want it to go our way. The scripture tells us that, you know, what is that the the very seed of conflict is us wanting to have our way. And so we have to be careful that we are not giving into our own way and thinking, now what is the best situation? How do we how do we respond in a way that honors God? And so this goes back to one other response. Another response is reconciliation. If if the offense is too serious, and I know, and so it cannot be forgiven, it cannot be overlooked, or if it damaged the relationship, we need to resolve, and we can't resolve it personally. Important that we. Um, that we 
that we deal with this through confession, loving correction, and forgiveness. So you see that that word forgiveness keeps coming up. Uh, If you have an art against your brother, then you have to go be reconciled to that person. So if you are uh, presenting your offering at the altar, now, y'all, this is pretty significant because this is all about communion and uh, and about us being aligned with God. And while we're at that altar remembering all that God has provided for us, and then we remember that mm, while we are there, we remember that our brother has an alt against us. There's something between us. It, it could be it's grievance. It, it could be a litigation. Con, uh, it, it can be anything against me. And I know this, that I need to leave my offering at that altar and go and reconcile with my brother. Yes. Many times we are in the church and we cannot get a prayer through. Because we have not forgiven our brother. We have not gone and dealt with that issue. And I'm, it could be about money. It, it could be about where we have someone has really legitimately hurt us, has has uh, has caused uh, has lied on us, has has done things, and yeah. we know we know about this. Yeah. We are we need to go and deal with that person. I can remember. Uh, I was in the quiet, and uh, I felt that someone had an art against me. So I went to this young lady, and I said, before I take communion, I need to know. I need to make sure that things are settled between us because I want to make sure that there is nothing keeping me or you, God's covering. And she looked at me, and she said, no one has ever done that. All these years I've been in the church. And I said, well, I don't care what they haven't done. I got to clear me. Not only do I get to clear me, I need to clear you. The work that we have to do in the church sometimes is hindered because we don't take care of the things that God has given us to do. And so we need to know that God has given us a mechanism to do that. Now, part of the issue is, is that it's hard for us to do because we see very few people doing it, mm-hmm. you know, or we hear about people resolving their problems. And so we're pretty uh, judging, you know, we we, we want to make sure that people hear our side of it and they get on our side so we can, you know, deal with it. But that's not what God wants. God wants the body of Christ to be healed. And to do that, we have to learn how to resolve our conflict. Conflict is real. Mm-hmm. God sends us sometimes to see where we are. Where is our faithfulness? How are we dealing with What are we willing to give up so the work of the Lord can go forth? So we have to be careful. So if, if someone is caught in the sin, the scripture tells us, you who are spiritual should restore him gently. That means that that sometimes we all, I don't know about y'all, I know I stand in all the short. And so that means that somebody's got to, as mama would say, I'm going to pull your coat. 
I'm, I'm, I'm going to pull you aside, not to hurt you, not to harm you. And I'm not going to tell a whole bunch of people about because then I have broadcast your sin. And that's not what God wants us to do. He wants us to pull you aside, give you the word, comfort your heart, and let you know that there is room at the cross for even this, for these issues, and not to be just cut off God. When we have looked at our response as peacemakers through personal, when we have looked at it through a way of overlooking an offense, when we have even had to deal with some reconciliation, when we have gone in and had to uh, pull our brother or our sister aside and ask for forgiveness for something that we have done wrong, when none of that works, then it's time for negotiation. Even uh, if we are successful to resolve our relational issues, we still have... uh, I'm I'm sorry, y'all, because I'm going to have to read this. We may still need to work through material issues after we have made the resolution. Say, okay, I I forgive you, but there's still some issues that we need to deal with that might relate to money. It might relate to property. It might relate to other rights. So this is where in the church there should be a group in the church that will deal with this. At our church, we have a reconciliation ministry that's led by a lawyer because it's important to deal with those real issues. If somebody owes you money or somebody has uh, taken advantage of you in the church, that needs to be dealt with, and that money needs to be restored. And and that's a lot of times we want to say, well, okay, forgive me, but uh, no, no, the responsibility of that offense needs to be dealt with. And so we need to really deal with how that is going to be resolved. Each of us should look not only for our own interests, but we should also look out for the interests of others. And that is reinforced in Philippians 2 and 4. Okay. So we're we're looking out for the interests of others. Even in a conflict, you say, hmm, yeah, because God really wants us to do that. When a a, uh, dispute cannot be resolved through the personal peacemakers, through all of the different responses that we have, then you need to pull somebody in and help you. So this is where the church needs to have somebody or the Christian community needs to have a system of accountability in place. So we're not going to talk about these things tonight, but there are three ways that you can look at that. That it needs to have mediation, we need to have uh, arbitration, and we need to have accountability. So uh, I know Ron has other to add to this, but because of the way the communication is, we're just going to to, to finish here, mm-hmm. and Lord say the same, we'll be together next month and we can complete this. Yes. So I want to leave you with um, James, and then I'll, I'll turn it over to Ron to see if he has anything else to add to this. I would like to 
I would like to think about James. My husband calls James the Proverbs of the New Testament. <laughs> he says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven is first of all pure. Then peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, and good truth, impartial and sincere. Peacemakers who sow in peace reap a harvest of righteousness. I want you to think that when we're in the midst of all of this conflict, I remember when I was at um, Jimmy Swagger when he was caught in the midst of his sin. I'll never forget my mother saying that the community needed to surround him and help him because we're all We've all sinned and fallen short. Yes. Yes. But when we do things to each other and not resolve those, that leaves room for the enemy to continue to destroy the body of Christ. Thanks. Conflict resolution is the way to give really seed to the harvest of peace. I'll turn it over to my husband to see if he has anything else to add to that. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, Minister Sylvia, for providing us with this platform for being able to have this discussion about conflict resolution. It looks like this was an excellent example of conflict and it being resolved tonight because uh, things were kind of conflictual there at first. When we are, we weren't being able to be heard, but we worked together as a team. Uh, Minister Sylvia uh, with Tony, uh, me with uh, my sister-in-love um, Carmita, <laughs> and uh, we came together and we got this message taught. And um, uh, we uh, want to just praise the Lord for uh, not only teaching the lesson but also giving us the example by the conflict in the first place. Minister Sylvia, uh, that's our presentation for today. Uh, We'll be back on October the 24th to continue with our ministry for marriage and family. Thank you so much, Minister Sylvia. And thank all of you for that. Thank you all for, thank you all for continuing to be persistent with getting on the air to get this word out. Because like I say, Whenever men and women of God associated with this ministry comes forth to bring the word forth, the enemy gets inside of the phone line and the, uh, he gets inside of the radio line. He gets inside of even the video with Facebook. That's why I always try to remind everyone, this is a digital program. Anything and everything that goes on in the background we can hear it, even if it's a small noise, like I'm saying to my family here, shh, you're too, you're too loud. Even though nobody else can hear them, if you you ball up a piece of paper, it's heard. So the enemy tries to be subtle. He tries to use anything and everything throughout this whole program tonight to try to, how, you, how would you say, uh, try to spoil the word, you know, because it was even though we didn't have a lot of time, but just tonight, like you said, conflicting 
resolution because we dared to speak up against what the enemy was doing. He said, okay, I will cause your own background to try to conflict the word. But I thank you all for being a part. I'm going to do what I have to do to make sure this word get out. And I just thank God for a ministry family that has became a ministry team. That said, we're going to do what we have to do, even if I'm going to be a behind-the-scenes participant. Because I love the Lord, I love his word, and as I was saying earlier, God's word is life. And tonight you all spoke and taught and presented us with life. So I want to ask anybody on Blog Talk if uh, that was listening in, if they have anything to say, anyone that was uh, on Facebook, please type in. Uh, Margo, Minister Margo said excellent word for the body of Christ tonight. That's on Facebook. Blog Talk, the lines are open to you tonight if you have anything to say. Go ahead. <clears throat> Good evening, Minister Kaiser. This is Carnita from uh, Las Vegas. I really enjoyed, and I always enjoy, the uh, word that you bring to the people listening because you fed our spirit. And, and uh, Mother Tony and uh, Minister Ron, this is a, a, you always bring a lot to unpack. And this is a, a subject that, that uh, you could spend days on this. But one thing um, that I enjoyed the uh, uh, when Brother Ron, Minister Ron, was telling us about Naval and David and Abigail, but also, right. too, uh, Mother Tony told us about the three um, aspects of resolution. Uh, escape, attack, and being the peacemaker. Now, conflict is born from miscommunication, differing values, and sin. And the way Abigail dealt with the conflict revealed to us what she thinks about God. Christians are able to view conflict in a positive manner as being rich with opportunities to glorify God and serve others and it results in personal growth. I believe Mother Tony said that also. Now, peacemaker uh, response is to overlook an offense. And Mother Tony was saying it involves a deliberate decision, which is spot on, and not to dwell on an offense, but to trust God with it. And don't give in to the offense. So all of this, and then when you talk about Matthew 6 and 14, forgive, which is forgiveness, but God always says, when there's a promise, there's a premise. He will forgive you as long as you forgive your brother. Right. Now, also, like I said, there's so much, <laughs> so much in it, but I'm not going to, uh, because I got notes, I always have notes. But we also have to remember, too, conflict resolution. Do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. And the fruits of the Spirit include humility, forgiveness, love, in order to align your spirit with God and to gain that spiritual maturity. 
you have to be able to forgive because if you don't forgive, there's no reconciliation. There can't be. There can't be. So this was wonderful. I truly enjoyed this. Truly enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you so much, Mr. Carmita. Is there anyone else on Blog Talk who would like to have some words tonight? And this is Cecilia. I just want to say excellent message. Um, I talk about it a lot at work, and like you all said, we always talk about it at work, but many times we forget about how important it is in the body. And I love how Jesus was one of our greatest examples of conflict resolution because because of him, he took care of the conflict of my sin, and now I'm redeemed. Thank you. Thank you, Okay, we want to thank everyone for joining in on tonight. I I just want everyone to know that um, this is a worldwide web ministry as we try to do Facebook Live as well as blog talk. Because God's word is going to get in every highway, every byway. God's word is not going to be uh, poured a little bit. He said our cup overflows. Yeah. So you're going to have to understand what God means by his cup overflows. Our cup overflows with his because he pours into us. And we have people call in from Vegas. I'm talking about tonight. We got uh, Mother Tony. Where are you at tonight? Georgia. I'm in. Uh-huh. And we have Minister Ron in Texas. We I'm here in the Chicago area. You have uh, people talk from D.C. You don't know where people are, but it right. seems like we're right here together. Like I could go next door and say, "Can I get a cup of sugar?" No, I can't. <laughs> Nor can they come over here and say, "Can I borrow two eggs?" So. When we're talking about how God love is, God love is just that, no matter where you at. Tonight we were talk about conflict, conflict. So whether you had a lot of word or a little word, we know great gifts come in small boxes. Amen. Tonight we got a little word, but it, it was a great gift because it brought on, as she said, escape, how to handle people that are attacking you or you feel that you've been attacked and how to be, to receive a peacemaker and how to be a peacemaker. We, we know that prayer covers all from the beginning. We had to start praying. Instead of, you know, we, we didn't have time to go into a deep prayer, but we just had to stand on the word of God. God, open these lines. I demand that this word get out tonight. Yeah. So when we come to a final conclusion where we are, we're going to escape from our own mindset, we're going to stop attacking our own uh, body to keep the word from feeding us and getting in, and we're going to be our own peacemakers when it comes to applying God's word in our life, on our life. Don't just let the rapper say, put a respect on my name. I say, put a respect on God. Put respect on his word. Put respect on his prayer life that you must have with him. Because when you're praying to God, don't 
don't you not believe he's not receiving your prayer? Oh, yes, he is. You got Jesus Christ on the right hand interceding for us. If he's putting respect on us, how dare us not put respect on his word? Praise God. Well, I thank you all again for joining in. I'm going to give our final remarks, and then I'm going to let the man and woman of God have a few words before we close out. Um, this Monday was the fourth Monday of the month. I hate we have to wait all the way to the end of next month to get the rest of this word that the enemy started, uh, tried to start and block. So I'm just letting you know from now to for every Monday, every Friday, every Sunday morning, keep Smile 3E, Iron Shopping Iron in your prayer because there's not word that comes across that you did do not and did not get scripture to follow it up. I want to thank you all for tuning in on tonight. Um, this Friday coming up is my Friday, but Prophet Antoine said that he will step in on this first Friday of the month because I ministered for him on the Friday just past. I want you all to understand that when this ministry is in tune like it's in tune, and we are happy to do for one another. And the other minister said, I'll take your your day. You better tune in because God got something for you. Amen. I mean, he got something, as the world would say, on fire. <laughs> now, uh, minister, uh, possibly let's put on here, you can have your own night or day, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. We'll see. We'll see, because every day of the week is a good day for the Lord. Every day of the week mm-hmm. is a good day to offer God out. You know, I, I just want to tell you all, please tune in next Monday. Or oh, let me go back to Friday. I want to make sure I put that out right. 9 p.m. Central Standard Time, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we will have our very own Prophet Antoine Thomas. Tune in on Sunday mornings at 9.30 a.m. Central Standard Time, 10.30 a.m. Eastern Standard Time for our very own Apostle-elect Dr. Cecilia Kaiser and Minister Margo McCor and Minister Brandon Kaiser. Come back next Monday for the first Monday of the month. We will be here at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with our very own Dr. Serena Wright. Um, don't forget our foundational scriptures, Matthew 6 and 33. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. I'm asking God to mm-hmm. cover Mother Tony, apostle like Dr. Cecilia Kaiser. God, when they rest tonight, don't just give them rest. Give them peace. Mm-hmm. Give them joy. Yes, give them yes. comfort in their rest. God, for every desire for every prayer, for every wish, every want that they have, God meets the need above and beyond. God, for your servants, they are worthy of everything that they have asked for. And the things that they didn't even ask for, God, I ask you to give them their heart's desire. Because I know that they have been more than a blessing to me and my ministry that you have given me to provide 
that they did not mind teaming up, joining up, and help performing what you said. God, not my will, not my thoughts, or anyone else, God, I ask you to provide joy, peace, and love for them. Yeah. Cover Minister Ron mm. tonight and Minister Carmita for fighting through to make sure your word came out tonight. Yes. Stand on the line, stand on the post, stand at the gate mm. to make sure open for your word to be poured out into us on tonight. God, I thank you. I thank you and I thank you. In Jesus' name, mm. I pray that every listener was blessed on tonight. Yeah, so, yeah. Amen. amen. So, amen. Mother Tony, final remarks. Minister Ron, do you have any final remarks? No, I, I think that you just huh? put the icing on the cake and put the cherry on the top. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. I was the great yeah. commission that, uh, to uh, read about um, David, Nabal, and Abigail is in the first Samuel, the 25th chapter. I'm sorry. Right. I should make sure that when I'm, when I'm telling a part of the story that I should let you know where they're coming from. And you said I don't have a tonight, so. Yes, first Samuel, Samuel, the 25th chapter. 25. First Samuel, the 25th chapter, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Since uh, Carmita acted as uh, our intercessor, intercessor tonight and connecting us up <laughs> to be able to talk, I would like for her to continue that role as intercessor and close us out in prayer. Bring us to the throne, Carmita. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, yes. yes. Thank you. Thank you, Minister Ron. Okay, let us bow our heads, Heavenly Father. We come before you this evening with contrite, humble hearts, because you, Father, are our fortress and our deliverer. We praise your name, Father, and we worship a Lord who is more than competent to meet our needs. As Minister Kaiser has told us this evening, God gives us what we need. He gives us everything that we need, and we thank you for that, Father. We thank you for that. We thank you for giving a sound mind and a spirit to worship you. We thank you for being our strength and our shield. Our flesh and our heart, Father, may fail, but you are the strength of our hearts, and we depend on you, Heavenly Father, because you are the only source for all of our needs. And you are our portion forever, Father. We thank you, Father, for the blessings we will experience and the tribulations we will overcome. We thank you for the things that will reveal you will reveal to us through your wisdom. And we thank you for keeping us safe and watching over our families. We thank you for keeping us safe as we travel, those who are traveling, Heavenly Father, and we thank you for that as well. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you. And even in hard times, Heavenly Father, we can only thank you. Thank you for the tribulations and thank you for the blessings. We know that you, your will, will only produce good in our lives, because even in the hard times, Father, 
your will is will accomplish. Oh yes. yes. What you have sent it forth to do. And we know this Heavenly Father, we receive it and we thank you. We know that it'll come to pass. So we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. And his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. Oh. Amen. And good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you.